0: what's going on guys welcome to the too much test podcast episode 41 i am here as always with sam stolt um name is test your levels i have my youtube channel is uh testosterone and men's health on youtube you can also find me on instagram and tiktok uh we're gonna do it a little bit different today we're gonna talk about a compound that me and sam are not really not, won't really know anything about so this should be interesting and
1: i'm gonna introduce mr sam stolt what is good bro hey it's good to see you uh i'm i really enjoy doing these i enjoy doing these podcasts right we we clearly do to a certain extent because we're episode 41 um and uh it wouldn't have lasted this long if
0: we <laughs> if we didn't do it <laughs> no no we didn't and i do want to mention if you are one of our fans on youtube and you like watching these on youtube um i went to upload episode 40 and I found out that YouTube, we actually, we got two community guideline strikes um, for a certain type of misinformation about a certain type of, uh, of uh, you know, testosterone pol- injection. <laughs> and yeah, the Fauci ouchie. Um, so yeah. And I'm actually pretty pissed. I actually think fucking YouTube owes me like a year of YouTube premium because <laughs> none of that was misinformation. Everything that we said was proven. It is not safe. It is not effective. Um, so fuck YouTube. How about that?
1: <laughs> oh this think about this this is literally what we've been talking about for 41 weeks and then they go through and, and censor our shit yeah. like the one it was the
0: episode with tony huge which was back like sometime in 2021 and then one from september i don't even remember what we said i appealed both of them i was just i was like whatever but it's it's crazy how they're that's how their youtube got me uh, they got me from my other test your levels channel from a video that was put out like eight months ago like
1: Yeah, crazy. If you guys are listening though, and you do like the show or watch the show, um, if you watch on YouTube, another way you can find it is in your favorite podcast app, right? So if you if YouTube takes down the YouTube channel, you can go to the any podcast app, whether it's Spotify, Apple, or or the Google version. I think it's called Google Podcast. uh, You can find it there as well. And we do have a Facebook group but i don't know the name of it maybe I can look it <laughs> maybe i can look that up um and then we can spend some time in there and and um you know start building a community of people who are interested in this kind of um this kind of stuff so if you if you do listen on one of the podcast apps take a second and leave us a review because clearly we are getting censored as in tyl just told you that <laughs> right? and if you enjoy it why not Fucking assholes in Silicon Valley. <laughs> yes, it's just crazy. Like it's not
0: misinformation at this point. Like it's hundred percent true. Like how are you gonna flag me for misinformation when it's been proven to be proven information? Whoops. God, I'm so glad I didn't take part in that activity.
1: Oh, which dude, we can't I, talk of which we can't talk of where we get censored. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So I'll just, so- I'll just keep pinning <laughs> test. I'll just keep pinning all these little bottles right here.
1: I'll see I'll just stick with those. So tell tell people what was I want to hear what your reaction was. Normally, um, when we come in to do one of these shows, uh, one of us, whether it is uh, Tyl or myself, has done like has something interesting that we've learned or read or watched that we can talk about or that we've covered. So we're gonna try something a little bit new. And um, I came up with this idea like literally before four minutes before we started the show and. T.Y.L., what was your thoughts when I come in here and I'm like, hey, how about we do the show completely different and talk about something that we know <laughs> that we know nothing about it, at a pop time, right? I'm like, let's talk about at a pop time. something that I have no experience on and know nothing about and and, and yourself. What, what ran through your head when I said that? You're like, what the fuck's you he talking about?
0: Concern. Keep concerned that this show is going to suck No, no, not really No, we'll have fun, I mean this is an interesting one This is, from what you mentioned, I didn't even realize this But this was the compound that contributed to Boss and Lloyd dying um, Along with the Fauci (laughs) But no, I don't think that was I don't think he was actually around for that But this should be interesting And I'm going to warn people do not buy $50 office chairs off of Amazon. I had the chair that I was using in here. It uh, was a better chair, but the outer part was like peeling out, you know, the fake leather from China. And so it would leave all these little black specks. My wife hated it. She's like, oh, I'll just get you a new chair. They're like 50 bucks. I was like, yeah, whatever. Okay, cool. I put this bitch yesterday. This thing is like a midget chair. This is the tiniest <laughs> little chair I've ever seen. It's so <laughs> tiny. And I go and sit this thing first time. And a freaking bolt. A bolt flies out of this thing. So, <laughs> so first time using this, I already lost a bolt. So now I'll be sitting here with like the gangster lean like this. Ridiculous.
1: Is it stripped or can you get that bolt back in? No, it's stripped. So Oh, it's, oh, it's stripped? Oh, it's just a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah just a piece of shit. Damn. Uh, also, China's does, finest. <laughs> if you're listening to us and you can't see this, our awesome faces... Um, we have some sponsors too, um, which we don't have any cool music to, sh- to show you the brands yet, but hcgames.com uh, has sponsored the show. So go check them out if you're curious. Uh, they have some cool stuff and the uh, thetriggeredbrand.com also. So go check out them. They have some cool stuff as well if you're interested. Uh, do you want to give us a little bit of a preview or context um, for this video that we're about to walk uh, into? No, no, not offhand. This is uh
0: Sam Live Like a Viking guy. I guess he's got a TRT clinic. Um I know there has been some controversy about that clinic, but I'm not gonna get into that. Um, but um so I've I've actually emailed with him before. He seemed like a nice guy, so I have nothing bad to say, but he's gonna talk about this
1: uh adi- see- adipotide. Adipotide. Is that how you say it? Adipotide? Probably not. <laughs> the, the, um, the fat cell killer, actually right before he gets into there, I literally have one paragraph about this. So let's see how this, this gives us like a little bit of context for what adipoptide did or whatever, however it said, uh, uh, for short, it's called FTPP, uh, pro peptide. It kills fat cells plain and simple by targeting the blood supply of those cells. Interesting. Um, interestingly, adipoptide is able to discern the blood vessels in fat cells from the blood vessels throughout the rest of the body and is therefore highly selective. Ooh, that's just super interesting. Research in monkeys shows that adipoptide not only causes weight loss, it actually boosts insulin sensitivity and offsets some of the effects of type two diabetes. So this, that was interesting. Uh, I wonder if he'll cover any of that stuff here. So, without further ado, Sam let's Ridgeway. get into this.
2: This is Sam Ridgeway. With live like like things like this, like what if there was a compound that could not only decrease fat but could kill fat cells? See, the problem with fat cells is you have a certain number of them, and if you get skinnier, the fat cell just shrinks. If you get fatter, the fat cell gets bigger. But by reducing the number of fat cells, that decreases the probability that you will get fat because you have less places for fat to store. The way this compound works is it adheres to the blood vessel that supplies blood to the fat cell. And when it destroys that blood vessel, the fat cell can't get any nutrients. So the fat cell dies and the fat cell, cell is excreted through, but you know, urine, feces, however it's, however it's excreted. But anyway, it it only targets fat cells. Now, the name of this compound is adipotide, and it is a research chemical. But let's just talk, okay, let's just talk about research chemicals in general. Am I saying take, no, I'm not saying take this. It's it's injection, but I'm not saying do that. But everything, the reason I like this subject so much on the different peptides, compounds, etc., is because everything at one point in time was a research chemical. Aspirin was a research chemical. The reason human beings once lived to 20 and now live to almost 90, the reason for that is science. And there are different things entering the market that have promise. And I like to hear about those things. I like to see where research is going. I like to see what types of medications are being created and out there and, in, and what they did in, with mice and then they did with monkeys and then they went to clinical trial. I like Knowing that process, and I know that there are a lot of you out there. Does that mean run out and buy it and stick it? In? No, that doesn't mean that. But at least knowing what's available—that's something I find to be interesting. You get it's to something the point, I bro. Kind of, kind of bring to the channel as as we go along. If it's basically, not your thing, it's not your thing. You basically—I don't know why article. you would want to learn about. Whoops,
0: what was that? I said he basically just read your article. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, and Sam, Sam tighten up. It's,
2: Sam review upcoming. Yes. Yes. Get to the point, bro. Vacations and and what they do. Maybe it's just me. Now, what does this have to do with hormone replacement therapy? Absolutely nothing. Again, it has no place in hormone replacement therapy. No one asked you that. This adipodide actually went through mice. It went through monkeys and the monkeys lost 11% of their body fat in four weeks. Like, damn, that's crazy, right? And then it went to clinical trials. Now, before something gets so to clinical trials, let me pause it for a second. Think
1: about that, dude. Think about if you dr- in like a month, right? So we're halfway through the month of October. What if by the twentieth of November you lost eleven percent of your body fat? Like I would gain it all back in Thanksgiving. <laughs> 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 but that would be that's a that think about how powerful that is. That's pretty intense. That's, like to be able to go through and actually do that. All
2: right, we're going to get back into this video. I mean, you got to do like a lot of research before they're going to let you stick stuff into human beings. So a lot of stuff gets stopped in clinical trials too. They find out that this happens or this happens and they stop it. So it doesn't mean just because it gets to clinical trial, it's safe by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, with adipodide, they found that there are some, uh, it, it affects your kidneys. Like now, not where you're—you have kidney failure, but you have to take it for.
1: Uh, this came out. <laughs> this video, I believe. Hey, when you want to look that up real quick, when did Boston Lloyd die? This this video came out um, in December thirteenth, twenty eighteen. So, if you're not familiar, well, he's looking this up. Um, there was this guy uh, about seven or eight years ago who came out with one year, his one year steroid transformation on YouTube. And uh, he came out and talking about all sorts of stuff. But back in the day, like seven years ago, it was, it was actually probably more like 10 years ago. And it was on YouTube and it was talking about steroids. It was taboo back then. Like it's not taboo today. And the guy would just experiment with all sorts of crazy cycles and compounds and gigantic, like ridiculous doses and he passed away recently from kidney failure. And the the what Sam Ridgeway is actually talking about is that this can cause uh, issues with your kidney. And he's like, not kidney failure, but I believe Sam filmed this video before Boston Lloyd died. Did you find that? February twenty
0: fifth, twenty twenty two. Yep. So that isn't that interesting. He's like, he's like, it's bad on your kidneys, but not to like kidney failure. Come on. You're good. Don't worry
1: about it. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder, I wondered how much Boston was taking. You think, honestly, what do you think? I have no
0: idea. I mean, I don't know too much about Boston Light. I I know he was freaking massive. I I don't know much
1: about him though. He, he was known for his, um, he did like some, some bodybuilding coaching and he had a little brand for a while. I don't know if he still has it. He, I think he did, but it was called Three CCs. That was his band. You know what that stands for, right? <laughs> so th- three CCs of gear. Uh, so I don't know. And like the, the amount of gear that he would take was, is like ridiculously high. Um, then uh, No, it did. It did not work out at all. So I wonder if this is like that study where they had GW, right? And they gave gw carterane to those rats but they gave them that, like 200x what a normal dose was and they gave it to them for like their entirety of their life and they're like hey gw causes cancer but in reality if if myself or you for 17 years like take 10x the dose of ibuprofen we're supposed to take per day we're gonna fucking die early or our shit's gonna be completely fucked up right of course. Oh,
0: random. I saw someone posted, there's a new human study on GW. Someone posted it on Reddit and long story short, um, it was saying that, uh, there's some type of like precancerous cell that, that like that there's types of cells in our body as we get older that can turn into cancer. And what they found in this human study is that it, the GW, the PPAR agonist, um, you know, that's what it is. Um, I guess it kind of showed that it can help turn those cells into cancer. Uh, I didn't, I don't read the study. I just thought I would mention that while you brought up carterine.
1: Um, but yeah, we I don't know. Go, we should go through, we should go through that in one of the episodes that stu- that study and talk about it. I think that would be interesting for people yeah. to learn more about that. So subscribe. Yes. <laughs> if, our ch- if the channel's still here. Yes.
2: Uh, and let's get back into this uh, video here from Sam and for a certain period of time. And I'm not putting any dosage in here or times to take it because that sounds like I'm condoning the use of it. I'm not. So I'm not doing any of that. But with when you came off when the people came off of adipodide, kidney function went back to normal. I mean steroids affect kidney function too. So it's it's not like that's what alcohol affects kidney function. So it's not like this kidney function being affected is something that's totally like crazy because it's there's no permanent damage the other thing i think it did was dehydration so you would have to stay hydrated right i mean okay so that's one of the things you have to do but to have a compound that targets the blood vessels and then goes in and actually kills off the fat cell to where you have fewer fat cells that's amazing right i find it to be amazing that's why i'm sharing it with you now there were a few
1: uh, would you sorry, I keep pausing this. I'm listening to him. And I'm thinking like, uh, that's kind of interesting, right? Like, and I'm like, if I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to trying this, if I went to the point where I was getting my blood work done for kidneys, right? Cause you can check your kidneys in a couple of different ways. So get some panels done for my kidneys and instead of say, whatever the normal dose is, say if it's two milligrams a day or like 200 micrograms a day or something like that, because that he is on the screen is two milligrams. So normally one vial is not just like one dose, a lot of times it's multiple doses, right? So say if it was 200 micrograms per day, maybe I do, Uh, 100 micrograms, and I do it every other day or Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and for a shorter period of time, like once, do that once a week, or sorry, do it for one week per month. So it's just like a very, very tiny amount. And then check like my kidney function again, uh, to see what it is, because I mean, if you're literally reducing the number of fat cells in your body, Uh, I don't know, I know that's probably not something you would ever do, correct? Hell no, hell no. So,
0: for this, the compound like this, uh, fuck that. Um, so first off, two things he said. So from what I've seen, so you could get, I could go get liposuction, right? On my stomach, I could get liposuction everywhere and they're pulling out fat cells, but I could get fat again. And from what I understand, and I could be wrong, is that your fat cells can basically grow to an infinite size. There's not a maximum size for fat cells. So I could take out, kill 10% of my fat cells eat a bunch of food and I'm still going to get fat. That's why liposuction isn't permanent, at least in my opinion. Now the second thing, um, and I probably will get liposuction and get fat again, but anyway, um, I mean, the fact that it's okay, targets the fat cells and cuts off the blood supply to it. That sounds fine. Well, what if a little bit of that satellite action gets into your brainstem? What if that, you know, gets into your muscle fibers? Like, I get it. It's a research chemical. Sam's not saying like, oh, this is fantastic. I take this. You should take this. But when it says it cuts off blood cells or blood vessels, I don't know. That sketches me out. Uh, I I I don't
1: Hey, I appreciate the perspective. I appreciate the perspective because I might be talking about it in that way, but you guys should definitely not do the things that I'm talking about. So thank you for pointing that out
0: as well. It it seems like an interesting compound. And, I mean, it's one of those – um, You know, I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, every every medicine has, and they're, especially if they're doing a study, they're going to be looking at a lot of different, you know, body systems, and you know, to see what happens. So, I mean, just because they did have some, you know, shit, alcohol is legal, and they know that it hurts your liver. This thing may cause some damage to your kidneys. And Boston Lloyd may, he may have been on, you know, I'm sure he was. If his brand is three CCs, I mean, I'm sure he's probably on at least taken, experimented with D ball, you know, super draw, oh, yeah, yeah, draw yeah, massive you know. dosages. Yeah. So, I mean, his, his kidneys were probably fucked to begin with. And then you throw this on here and you know,
1: <laughs> obviously oh, that's probably not here, ideal. Yeah. And then, and then also I was thinking that he was probably just also taking a massive dose of this. Like, I, I think he was probably trying to just like where's the upper limit of the, where, cause that's where he seemed to, I didn't know, follow a lot of his stuff, but Uh, I did see some of his content or like interviews with a guy, Dave Palumbo. Uh, I think I've seen a couple of clips with him and uh, it was back when he was first getting into it. It was about like, Hey, what's the maximum amount of shit you can do in terms of like drugs you can take. It seemed like it always came across that way. So I wouldn't be surprised if he was taking a gigantic dose of this peptide and that like combination of what you just mentioned all the other abuse he's done on his kidneys and then layering on top of that this thing which also we know i mean according to the research sam bridgeway is talking about fucks up your kidneys already right so like you're laying those two things on top of each other not a good idea because he was on dialysis before he died right yeah he so this dude went on dialysis for kidney failure then after being on that, I don't know if he continued or not. But then he fucking died. Like wow, just
0: crazy, crazy shit. That's scary. I mean, I mean, most most weight loss stuff has some type of negative effect, whether it be you know uh, a hardcore stimulant, um, appetite suppressants are not great for the cardiovascular system. You know, they increase your heart rate, blood pressure, stuff like that. What do you C- think C- about stimaglutide? C- I was going to mention that semaglutide is an interesting, and I don't know anything about the long-term uh, use of like the GLP-1 what is it agonist analog. I can never freaking remember that. I always get those flipped. But um, what semaglutide is interesting. It's so interesting about it is that it like attacks fat loss on three on three things. It a slows digestion, which increases sac- satiety. Satiety keeps you fucking full.
1: <laughs> and that's, that's, you know, that's what you should
0: have started with. <laughs> uh, shut up. So, so it keeps you fucking we're, full. We're not fancy here, guys, <laughs> <laughs> but it keeps you full. It helps with the insulin resistance. And then it also, what's the other one that it does? Blood sugar levels, blood sugar. So insulin, blood sugar, and then, um, and then the, you know, satiety, the <laughs> fancy yeah. shit guys, I'm sitting in a
1: $50 Amazon chair, so don't expect much. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a very good point. I did see something, With, and I haven't read the studies, uh, but they did say something like there was one study that showed something related to thyroid cancer with semaglutide but in the placebo group the same thing happened so they they couldn't say it was from semaglutide because the same percentage of people in the other group that was a placebo group uh, this is my understanding of this study right so you have like some percentage a tiny tiny little percent that potentially had a and it wasn't like the major issue with the thyroid cancer or some other type of thyroid there's like two multiple different types of thyroid cancer or something it, it appeared to be from my reading through this the lesser aggressive, the less bad one, right? If if you can think that about cancer, I guess. <laughs> um, and uh, and uh, the placebo group also had the same percentage of people that had that same exact type of thyroid cancer stuff. So I don't know. It's very interesting. There's um, trisepatide, which if you guys haven't heard of, we're going to do an episode on in the future. And that one has very interesting things similar to semaglutide but it is also a gip agonist so we're going to learn about that one in a future episode but let's get back into some sam uh ridgeway here and see i don't think before. he has much more to say i don't think he does either he hasn't really said much about the compound yet at all like but don't it was, take it uh, i'm
2: not recommending it correct a few different people that did that one guy he He had done adipodide and he said he uh, ate chips and something and he didn't gain any weight. Okay, fine. Another person said that uh, there was injection pain uh, with it. Um, So, and, And another person said that there wasn't. So, I mean, some people have injection pain, other people don't. And again, I'm not suggesting that you do this. I'm just telling you that people that came in and said, I've done this and here's kind of what I found. There really hasn't been any super negative stuff about it. So as I said, it ha- went through mice, it went through monkeys, and then it went to clinical trial. Now, another thing about clinical trial is there's differences in clinical trial. Let's talk about MK-677 for a second. We have over a decade of research on MK-677, although it is a research chemical. Then there are other chemicals such as adipodide that have been in clinical studies for, for months, right? Just, like not even years. So, you know, even though it's a research chemical, there are different phases that that chemical could be in during the research phase, yep, if you will. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep, we do. You have decades of data and you have six months of data. Oh. You're kind of in two different places on that. We got it. So basically, <laughs> I just wanted to bring a. a yeah, I think we're going to kind Sam. of bring new. Yeah.
1: Re- yeah. Uh, that will be interesting uh i I would like to start doing more blood work i think that's go ahead
0: i was gonna say so long story short at a potide we got some shredded ass monkeys that's as far as we've gotten boston lloyd took it he died so yeah it sounds like an interesting compound i mean it'd be cool if they did a lot more research it would be and i've said this and it's a catch-22 like if government agencies actually like put money into researching compounds that would help their population be healthier, be better, whatever, you know what I'm saying? But they don't have any interest in that. Or the American government would look into testosterone replacement therapy and do real freaking studies with real dosages mixed with HCG, see what a Rimadex does and do actual studies. But they're trying to keep you freaking alive. And so you can empty your pocketbook every month. That's about it.
1: Yes. Uh, and it looks like – there's a section here. It can have an effect on glucose as well. Uh, glucose tolerance is a term that it refers to higher than normal levels of blood sugar levels. Uh, the condition is generally diagnosed with blood tests and confirmed by testing fasting glucose levels or by administering a glucose tolerance test in which a set of sugar is consumed and then blood sugar levels are measured. This glucose tolerance is a proxy for diabetes with increased glucose tolerance, indicating a trend towards diabetes. So this uh, adipotide seems to also help with this uh, in some way. And I'm sure that they're going to probably try to be doing research um, with this. Because how they, from my understanding and how I believe things work, somebody finds a compound, adipotide, they find this peptide. And then people are like, okay, cool. It was found from this one area. So somebody has a theory. Hey, maybe because this is found in the gut, like BPC, maybe it's helpful healing in the gut. Let's test it, right? And then you do that test and that comes up and you're like, oh, that worked. And then it also supplies other information. And those are like little threads to pull on, right? And people pull these threads and like unravel something, right? And that unraveling is all the other shit that it does, right? Like they still don't fully understand what BPC one fifty seven does, <laughs> but with the with with drugs, it's like I was looking at up something earlier around uh, tes, um tizard peptide or Pataide or something. It's like semaglutide, okay, and, and they were talking about that in there, and it just reminded me of that, and I was like, oh, this is. Exactly how they're going to they're gonna take the semaglutide thing, get it approved for diabetes, then get it approved for weight loss. And they're going to create two different brands. Each brand is going to sell for the highest maximum price it can, even though it's exactly the same thing, right? Mm. Like semaglutide, one compound will be sold for diabetes for its life threatening, meaning you need this, right? Like because it, it's that's you're going to die with diabetes, right? Or that prop. Probability or more mortality, whatever, is definitely increased. And then, and then, fat loss, right? But the appetite for one is going to be higher than the other, and they're going to sell at big differences in price. Like semaglutide from one of the companies, uh, Ops, Ozempic, o- o- Ozempic, yeah, a thousand to twelve hundred dollars a month. Yeah, bro, this shit costs nothing.
0: Yeah, that's uh, welcome to the pharmaceutical world. And then once in, in seven years, when it when it's up for it's becoming a pure pure generic, uh, then they will recalibrate the formula, maybe add three or four days to the um, to the half life, and then they'll repackage that and they'll have a new patent on it. Um, that's that's how the pharmaceutical company works. Is I know there's uh, I think it's like Embrel or something. I can't remember, but uh, that guy Phil Phil not Phil Nicholson. I think it's Phil Mickelson. Yeah. The golfer, the, the golfer. Oh yeah. 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 Not, not Jack Nicholson, Phil Mickelson. He's a golfer and he's, it's like Embrel or some shit. And they basically just like reformulated it just like this tiny little tweak so that it, it doesn't go to full on generic. So then they get another seven years out of it, another seven years. So it's just pharmaceutical companies, freaking garbage. It's just, they've literally created the entire system around, you know, profitability. And then you've got the insurance company, I was listening to, there was a guy, and maybe I talked about this on another one, but he was real deep into this world. And basically, like, so if you go to your doctor and they write, like, full-on, like, you know, not even maybe full-on, but, like, more extensive testing than, like, the metabolic panel, complete blood count, and lipids, like, the, far, the insurance company will push back, and they'll be like, well, why are you writing this one? Why are you writing this one? Let me know. We need to know why you're writing this one. And basically, the idea is that... They make it so that every time the doctors write these more labs that they have to pay for, they basically just make more work. The insurance company makes more work for the doctors. So what are the doctors going to do? Well, fuck it. Every time I write for hemoglobin A1C, I have to justify it, and then I pay this girl to send them an email, and then we have to do this and get prior authorization. I'm just not going to run hemoglobin A1C anymore. And so over time, they've wore down doctors, and new doctors know that If you're going to do these extra labs, you're going to have to justify it and it's going to be a pain in the ass. So they effectively trained like dogs, doctors to just write the normal basic labs, because if they don't, it's a pain in the ass. Think about that for a second.
1: That's interesting. interesting.
0: And this guy, he said that if you think big pharma is bad, he's like the insurance companies eat big pharma for breakfast. He's like, they're the ones with the real power because if they don't cover shit, it's not getting paid for. And then a, I'll, I'll slow down after this, but I was no, listening to—I was listening to. Uh, I think it was actually it was Joe Rogan, and there was a guy talking about the different uh, hallucinogen treatments like ketamine, uh, psilocybin, and basically they were doing some study with sleep deprivi- deprivation to help with uh, depression. Long story short, they can't really figure out how to put a medical code on it so they can bill for insurance. So basically, they can't do it, and they can't do a study on it. I mean, I guess they can do studies, but it can't be as a treatment. So they can't like brand it as this is something that we could try for people that are depressed instead of pills because they don't have a medical diagnosis code for it to bill insurance. Think about that. Wow. That's pretty wild. Yeah. And just think your mima's over there got something wrong with her and they may not be able to do what they need to do for her or get her the right blood test because the insurance company doesn't want to pay for it
1: wow also i know somebody who uh owns a uh like peptide company and they were telling me the test results so they had third party tested the semaglutide that they have right which is just basically a generic peptide uh, that is ozempic right
0: mm-hmm. and
1: they've got the test back and it was 99.8 percent pure right but he's like yeah it costs less than 15 dollars and 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 i was like wait what so, so, what's it called? Who buys and like the dude buys in like a small or it's not like a big company or anything, right? So his cost is definitely higher than Ozempic is, uh, right? Because you know, the cost per unit is going to be way lower, and they're charging twelve hundred dollars a month, yeah, f- for like a thousand X on yeah. the price. I've brought it up on this podcast
0: before, but I I, I had an image back way back in the day, like MySpace days that listed all like the different prescription pills and it showed like what the actual cost is to like make the pill. And I think like a 20 milligram Adderall was like zero point, like 20 zeros, one, like it was like, you can make a million of them for like a couple bucks, like basically like based on like the raw ingredients. So Yeah
1: it's crazy dude. dude how is it how is this going to really like get solved because like you know this is not sustainable there's no way this is fucking sustainable as a society in the world there's no way this is sustainable in any way shape or form something has to change right like there's no way i don't know, no I don't know if pfizer's got worse.
0: stockholders uh united health insurance has stockholders Dude, it it feeds the beast. You've got the pharmaceutical companies that pay for senators and congressmen and lobbyist groups and all that. And now, apparently, they have control of social media companies. Apparently, you know, I mean, we got hit with – just think about us. Think about just something small like us. Like, we have 300 people on YouTube. And I'm not saying that necessarily like we were targeted. I mean, we're fucking tiny in, in the grand scheme of things. But YouTube algorithm went through all 41 episodes of ours. Well, 39 because I can't publish these two and and pulled out the words, went through the transcription because they can read the transcription, saw that we were talking about this thing, the ouchie, and uh, and slapped the freaking uh, and I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure you mad lads out there listening to this or posting memes and stuff on Facebook. You've probably been in Facebook jail. I mean, it's, it would, it will slowly people will be like, ah, oh, I really want to use, well, two things will happen. They'll either say, well, I really want to use Facebook so I can talk to my Ma, who, who has health problems and may not be here for a long time. Mm-hmm. So now I'm not going to post this meme because I know this is going to put me in Facebook jail, or you're going to say, fuck Facebook. Facebook is a garbage platform. I'm not going to use it anymore. And Facebook is going downhill fast. Listen, so, so Mark Zuckerberg, I'm sure as shit. And a lot of people are sure as shit are not buying
1: $1,500 glasses to float around in the metaverse. Fuck, man. Yeah. So do, do, do you think that uh, it, by what you're describing, though, you get those two options? It's just a form of censorship. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Like, cause us this, this just ridiculous. let will
0: make it, we'll make it such, we'll make it such a pain in the ass and so annoying that you won't even want to use our platform anymore. And if you do want to continue using our platform, you'll be a good boy. Damn. Well, the uh, guy I watch on YouTube, his name's Salty Cracker and he's freaking funny. A, his name is fantastic because he's white, he's super white and he's, he's salty, but he does political videos. Like his YouTube channel, he does not care. He puts curse words in the first two seconds. He does not care, but he'll do live streams and he does live streams. And then at some point he's like, all right, YouTube, bye. We're going on to rumble and we're going on to odyssey because he doesn't feel like he doesn't want to do the show on YouTube for the rest of the show. So he'll start off on YouTube. He'll get people watching. And then he says, I'm going to rumble or odyssey
1: to try to bring people over to those platforms. Oh, do you, you've heard of uh, Andrew Tate? I have. Uh, he's over on Rumble now. And you know that Steve, that guy Steve, uh, he's with Bradley Martin a lot of times. Steve will do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's also on Rumble. Rumble really? signed him. Rumble signed him. And, and then there's like another get big gamer that's over there too. Um, I finally got my account set up. I'm trying to get into it at least. Um, I think I set it up and I still haven't used, I don't know how to use rumble in any way, shape or form. And I got locked out. So I haven't even be able to get into my account to even just look for videos or anything. But uh, I do think that we should have this published over there at some point. All right. I've, so
0: when I got my YouTube account banned, uh, my channel is already backed up on Odyssey. And it was a real simple process. I put in my channel. It pulls the videos and does everything Rumble, I had to put videos on manually. So if they can do the same thing as Odyssey, I would do that for both my channels, A, as backups and B, so other people. I've got a whole 18 followers on Rumble. I'm not sure if you knew that, but I have 18 oh followers. Damn, that's uh, climbing up there, bro. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I'm hoping by the end of the year, 20.
1: Hey, uh, so, so we've, got about, we've got about 10 minutes left here. Uh, do you want to talk about crypto real quick if you don't have anything else to? Crypto. I love right? crypto.
0: Yeah, let's talk about some crypto. First off, I guess what I'll say is if if you're not happy with the way things are going and it well okay, if you feel that the dollar is really strong and you feel the economy is cranking and everything is fantastic, and Uncle Joe and Brandon are doing a fantastic job, turn this podcast off right now because you don't need to learn about crypto. There's no reason to Worry about or even think of a decentralized platform where you can send money worldwide, uncensored, for nearly free. So just turn it off. But no, crypto, I've, I've been very interested in crypto for a long time. I don't personally own any um, for personal reasons. Uh, but I think uh, that Bitcoin, Bitcoin is the OG. That's going to be around forever. That's like, I feel like that's going to be like Google. Uh, you know, it's like the, it's the OG. My second favorite cryptocurrency is Ethereum. Uh, that's like programmable money. That's pretty much what, in my opinion, Ethereum is pretty much crypto right now. And then you may disagree with that, but everything, smart contracts, a lot of this decentralized finance is pretty much all running on Ethereum right now. But Ethereum is too congested. Uh, so they need to work on some scaling so that they can get to 100,000 transactions a second. I think they're like 15 or something, 10 or 15 right now. Which you I, I bet, can't do worldwide shit with 15 transactions a second. It just doesn't fly.
1: There's, I, I look at the de- deckscreener.com is a tool that I use regularly um, uh, for crypto. And when I look at the Ethereum network, on average, so I track it in a spreadsheet. And on average, it has around 120 to maybe 150,000 transactions every 24 hours. Wow. Which is a lot but in reality, like I think, Mastercard or Visa is like you know, yeah. ten times that amount, right? Yeah, if not more. So but, I mean, if you have,
0: well, I would just say, I mean, I don't, I'm not gonna, I don't, we don't, I can't teach you crypto in six minutes. But definitely, a, I would say, get a Coinbase account. They actually have some stuff where you can learn. You can actually get paid to learn about cryptocurrencies on there. But just look up Bitcoin and Ethereum. Just start there. I mean, just learn about it because our dollar is not going
1: to be worth shit. I mean. and, and you're going to, whether you like, you know how, do you remember people when these came out for everybody listening this, I'm holding up a smartphone when these came out, right. We used to have flip phones that were substantially smaller than this giant block in my hand. Right. And when you'd have a flip phone and you were talking about smartphones, there would be people that had this argument that. My flip phone i can text on. my flip phone i can call on i don't want to do that other stuff like this is good for me right and now years later everybody has one the government gives out these phones for free right now this is similar to crypto there's a lot of people here that have if we're talking about crypto are talking about putting it off and not actually putting the work like tyl was just saying like not putting in the effort to learn What Bitcoin is, how it works. What Ethereum is, how it works. What is DeFi? All the different projects. How to move money around. How to like do all these things, Um, because you're going to be doing it. Just like if you were one of those people who said you weren't going to get a smartphone, you're going to be in the same boat. Which, but you're going to be behind the curve because it's finance related. It's finance related. The the world economy is changing at such a rapid pace. Like the, the magnitude at which this is happening, people don't realize. Like they, they really don't understand how quickly we're going to switch over. And that might be it still, might be 36 or 60 months. But when you think about like that 36 to 60 months, the, the amount of more people are going to get into crypto. Like if we're at 300 million now, I how every day, every time that we've talked pretty much for the past what six, eight months i brought up crypto to you, correct? Yeah. And you've probably talked to, you know, the wifey and like friends about crypto in the last year multiple times, right? Oh yeah. So, if you look at crypto.com, on average, there's or what they estimate is what they estimate is 300 million people are in crypto worldwide right 8 billion people three three 300 million yeah. in crypto that's 3.8 percent of the world population in crypto okay if you understand what you know what an s curve is right i think i might have talked to you about this before uh yeah. so for for anybody who's not aware of this like televisions computers smartphones uh airbags any technology always follows an adoption curve that looks like an S starts out really, really, really slow. And it takes a while to go from 0.01% adoption to 0.02% adoption takes a substantial amount of time. And then it continues to build and grow faster. And right at the point where you're around 4 to 5% in an S curve, you can look at this up in history. There's tons and tons of examples is when it goes parabolic, when it goes directly up, right? So we're at 3.8% as of last year, according to crypto.com, which I think they might have more data and better understanding than I do. Maybe not, maybe not. But uh, from, from the macro level, because they're at an exchange, right? So they, they get to see some data that I don't get to see. But think about a doubling, right? Because we just talked about you talk to people, mm-hmm. I talk to people. And if every one of those 300 million people tells two more people, right? Two more people. That's, that's like getting a a girlfriend and a friend into it throughout an entire year. That's 900 million people in crypto by the end of this year. Yeah. My, my dad
0: is 70 years old. He has crypto. My, I have a buddy that's 60. He has crypto. It's uh, it's, and you know, it's, it's, I'm not, we're not like fucking selling on you like, oh, you're going to get rich with crypto. I, I do. I personally do think you will. But if you look at the crypto market right now, this is, probably your best opportunity. I feel like I feel like we're on QVC over here. <laughs> I know. Call don't in now. Don't. We've, we've got our 3X super flexible payment plan. No, but um, right now, so crypto's gone up real high. Bitcoin was up at like 60 something, um, but it's been real steady for the past almost year at like 20,000, 19,000. Ethereum's down at like 12, 1300. So this is, I would say, this would be the, a great opportunity to jump in because you're not missing out you're not buying Bitcoin at sixty thousand you're buying it at pretty much it's it's shown that this is kind of a floor at this point now that could that could obviously change that could go down, but I would definitely look into crypto I mean my dad's seventy years old, and I have a buddy that's sixty years old and they're into crypto. Think about how far you are behind. I'm not saying go and blow your life savings um you know, but I would definitely. A, just learn about it so you know, and it is super interesting. There's actually, um, I think I told you about this. Coinbase has a podcast called um, Around the Block. And so they have some real like basic, like high level stuff to where you could get involved. But I learned at Bitcoin when it was a hundred bucks and I didn't buy it. I thought it was stupid. Uh, My buddy was actually mining it on his laptop before you, when you were able to do that. And I was like, I was like, bro, you've got your little computer doing little fake little computer math problems so you can get your internet money. That's freaking stupid. You're wasting your time. Well, he wasn't. <laughs> I don't know. That's all That's all I have about crypto. Look hey. into it, research it, only invest what you can afford to lose. I recommend, um, what is it? Dollar cost averaging, taking a certain percentage every week or two week or every month and, and just have it auto draft and just hold on
1: to it. Don't sell it. You're, there's a there's a massive opportunity right now, what TYL is saying, uh, with crypto. This next bull run, like, so say the bull run, you know, gets into swing in next year and really doesn't, it hits its peak, say, 24 months from today, right? Like, it starts to go up, I would expect, probably before the end of next year, but I don't know, could change, right? But if it hits a peak in 24 months, 36 months. The amount of change Like the amount of money that people are going to be making in crypto during this time is is absolutely going to astonish people. And you're going to hear more and more and more of your friends that are in crypto that are going to leave you behind, financially speaking, with the amount of gains that are going to be had in, in the crypto space as we transition. Because what drives prices? Demand, demand. If if Ozempic, selling uh, uh, semaglutide, can sell the ship for twelve hundred dollars a month, there's a market for twelve hundred dollars a month, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens when demand increases? If there was twenty seven percent more fat people in the world with money, right, then the, that market increases, right? Well, what happens as we go from three point eight percent of the world population in crypto? To seven by the end of this year, and then goes to 15 the following year, right? And then goes to 30 the following year. It is going to have a gigantic impact in there. Um, <laughs> I just want to preface that, that what Sam just said is not
0: financial advice. And this is not financial, you're not financial advisors. I would leave you with one thing, not anything to do with the gains from getting crypto. It's the fact that it's your money. Like it's not, it's not, it's a worldwide thing. There's no government stamp on it. It is, it is your money. Um, and unless, I mean, if you do some crazy, crazy stuff, I'm sure the government can probably take it from you, but <laughs> in general, it's kind of, it's off the grid. It Yeah. Anyway. But, I think we wrap it up. That was, that yeah, was, that, that, was a that lot was of good. That was some preachy ass crypto, bro. I need to get no, We
1: well, <laughs> were, were pretty convincing there. Hey, if you guys um watch this to this point or listen to this to this point and you get some crypto, uh let us know. Leave us a review on the podcast. Go check out uh test your levels on Instagram. I'm right up above here, Sam.stolt. Check out Tester Levels' YouTube channel. Uh, Go it's ahead. not your
0: Levels anymore. I don't use that one. It's testosterone and men's health. And the little logo is TRT. So follow me there. Fuck Instagram. Instagram's trash.
1: <laughs> hey, peace, dude. I'll see you on in Instagram. But day. follow
0: Sam on Instagram. His is yes. good. Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> no.